Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. While I was standing there, the Lord reminded me to remind you, how many people want to be healthy? How many people, if you got sick and the sickness would go very quickly? One of the keys in the Bible is joy. We have learned about rejoice. Rejoice always. So many sermons. I think in the English one is already 25 sermons. I hope you practice. I learn this that I check my heart all the time. When I start to get depressed, worry, wake up. Ha 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 ha. No matter what happened, the rain come down, people yell at me, talk about me, I still ha ha ha. I'm not going to let anyone steal my joy. Because the Murray heart is like a medicine. The Holy Spirit reminded me a while ago, was standing there. If you want to be healthy, live a life of joy. Laugh, giggling, having good time. Don't be depressed, please. Don't have a long face. Be joyful. In the medical field, when you have joy, the immune system go up. And it will fight with cancer for you, fight with sickness for you. You will be healthier. Amen? Amen. Everyone, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. I hope I don't see long faces in the church. When I look around and see people, did they learn 25 lessons about rejoice? Did they get it? We should be happy, rejoicing all the time. Amen? We should practice what we learn, and we're going to be healthy. I believe God loves you. That's why he asked me to remind you. He doesn't want you to be sick. He wants you to be healthy, strong, and blessed. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to go out of my usual routine sermon of protection and rejoice and all this. Um, the sermon, I would like to give my life example to all of you. One day, somebody sent me the message and asked me this question. He's a young man from north part of Thailand. And he asked me a question. Pastor Varun, Pastor Lau, how can I stay on fire all the days of my life? How can I walk with God faithfully all the days of my life? What should I do? So many temptations out there, so many distractions out there, how can I do that? When I read that message or question, in five minutes, the Lord downloaded me the sermon. So I want to share that what God downloaded on me. But before I share the scripture, I want to share a little bit of my own experience. The title of today's sermon is, Why Have I faithfully walked with God. Why? I. And I hope you learned something from me. When I was growing up, I was a very devout Buddhist. And actually, I put my fist up toward the church in Bangkok. Every time I drove by a church, either Presbyterian or Catholic, I would put my fist up and say, these people were crazy, they believe in God, they're dumb. They believe in Jesus. I believe that I came from monkey. So I was very anti-Christians when I was growing up. And by the grace of God, in 1980, somebody shared with me the gospel. And I was so touched by the love of Jesus when I read the book of Matthew with this group of people. And I saw a movie named Jesus of Campus Crusade. In that movie, what touched me the most is when Jesus was hanging on the cross. He said, 
Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. With that sentence, I was waken up. Wow, this man named Jesus is really God. Because in Buddhism, we taught to take revenge. If you do bad, you're gonna be revenge, and you're gonna have to pay back. But Jesus is the opposite. He is a forgiving God. By that time, I bow my head and accepted Jesus into my heart, and I say, "I'm gonna become a Christian from today on." But the next morning, I went to the surgery. I still have doubt in my heart. Is God real? Is God real? But I say I make a decision to follow God. I'm not for monkey now. I was created by God. That's Sunday morning after I accepted Jesus Christ on Wednesday. That Sunday morning, I woke up and I told my wife, which is a newly wedded couple, I said, "Ah, let's go to church. We're gonna go to church from now on." Pastor Da looked at me. She was surprised because. In the past, when she went to Catholic church, she was a Catholic. She was sitting there. I either sat in the car, or sat beside her and fell asleep. I never paid attention to what the priest say. I just didn't care. So Pastor Dan knew me very well that I was not interested in Christianity at all. So we went to church, and I never forgot. I bring a piece of paper and a pen. The preacher was a missionary from America. He was preaching in English, and I jot everything he preached. Since that day on, every sermon that I listened, I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I came back home, and I bought a cabinet, and start to gather all this preaching in the hanging file, and label it. Jesus, church, love, whatever. I put all this teaching and this thing in my house, in my garage right now. All those record. When I was a young believer, I never throw them away, because I really was seeking for God. Then I moved to a city, and right away I looked for a church, and I joined a Baptist church. I told the American missionary, Pastor Dan and Fan, Fan and Dan Cobb, their last name Cobb, C O B B. What can I do to serve you? I was a brand new believer. Since that day, I went to the church, cleaned up the floor, set table up, served these missionaries, and I never missed church. I and Pastor Da and Tani Da went to church every single Sunday. We went into the leprous village and preached the gospel, served them. And I never miss any Bible study group. I want to learn and learn more about God. When I learn about tithing, within a year, I talk to Pastor Da. We're gonna tithe. When I learn about loving the church, I say we're gonna love the church. When I learn about serving, I'm gonna serve. Everything that I learn in the Bible, I will put into practice, and I never argue with God. God, I'm gonna obey you. You died for me. You loved me first, and to today, I still love the Lord, on fire for God, faithfully walk with God. Anytime God corrected me something to repent, I repented right away. I shape up my life to please the Lord. And after now, 38 years. How many years? 1981. I accepted Jesus Christ. 38 years gone by. With all the experiences and from knowing the Scripture, I knew that I was doing the right thing to faithfully walk with God, obey God, serve the Lord, and never give up. And never become lukewarm. Never even one day. I never cheat God even one penny. I pay everything 
that belongs to the Lord. Every home that we bought, we think, can we use this home to build the church of God? Everything we do, we think about the kingdom of God because we love Him so much. And now, 38 years have gone by. We know that God pays us back a big time. We never outgive God. So I want to share with you many scriptures. I'm going to read many scriptures. Three reasons why Pass Allow have been on fire and faithfully walk with God. I'm going to show you scriptures so you know that this is not my own idea. One thing I learned about God is that God is a person. He is not an object. He has emotions like you and me. He also has decisions like you and me. He can be pleased and he can be upset. He can be rejoicing and he can be grieved because of our behavior. If you study the Bible carefully, you notice that sometimes God was very upset. Remember the flood. God was very upset and God sent the flood. Later on in this preaching, we're going to learn some story in the Bible that when God was upset, something happened. I don't want God to be upset with me. I don't want God to be displeased with me. I want my God to be pleased with me all the time. I don't want Him to be grieved because of my behavior and my attitude and motive. I want to make sure that I please the Lord all the days of my life. Therefore, I keep my walk with God without compromise. I want Him to be pleasing with me. And when God is pleased with me, what happened? I'm going to read the scripture. The first thing I learned in walking with God for 38 years is that God is the best source of my life. The best source of my life is not man. It's God. Man can hate you, desert you, talk bad about you behind the scene. Man can betray you, disappoint you. Therefore, I'm not looking at man anymore because I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to look up to God and the person that I want to make him happy the most is God. Because when I make God happy, He's happy. You always heard I say this, happy wife, happy life. Happy husband, happy home. Happy God, happy life and happy home, both. <laughs> happy bank account too. Happy health. If you make God happy with you, Everything in your life will be taken care of. Because He is the good God. He is the generous God, merciful God. He is the God of more than enough. He is Jehovah Jireh. Do you know what Jehovah Jireh means? The provider. When we talk about provider, it means He gave you something ahead of time before you need it. If he knows that you're going to need something 10 years from now, he gives you now to have it for 10 years from now. That is Jehovah Jireh. I want to make God happy. I don't want God to be upset with me. He's the God of more than enough. He is El Shaddai. He's the God who wants to take us into the promised land. That's why all these 38 years, I seek the Lord first. I repent of my sin quickly. I want to make sure everything I do, God is happy with me. That's why I pour out my life to build the local church, not only here, but around the world. That's why I'm happy to fly, to go visit churches, prepare the teaching, to preach, to feed the sheep. That's why I never cheat God in tithes and offering. I calculate every penny that I receive and I pay 
100% of the 10%. It's up to you, but for me, I'm not going to cheat God. That's why when God deal with me something, I repent right away. That's why I decide to forgive and to love people, because I want to please God. I want God to be happy with me. He is the best and the only source of my life that I can depend upon. I want to encourage you. Make God happy. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Make God happy. Seek the kingdom of God first. Every decision in my and Pastor Da's life, we always think this way. What are we going to do here? Going to positively impact the kingdom of God or not? How we spend money, how we spend time, how we react to people or respond to people, we always think, is God going to get the glory? Is the kingdom of God going to be expanding or not? We think about the kingdom. We think about, I want to please Him all the days of my life. Because I know that when I do that, He will meet all of my needs. I will not lack anything because I live my life for Him. He will add to me more than enough. And that when I was starting my Christian walk, I remember I was sending a lot of application to university in America to come here to study, to get the American Board of Neurosurgery. And all the letters never been returned. They all throw my letter in the garbage can. Because at that time, many American soldiers went back to America or returned to America after the Vietnam War was over. So all the hospitals were full of doctors. Foreign doctors like me could not come to America in that generation. But because I was building the church. When I came to the U.S., I never missed church. I went to church. And one day I walked into the University of Washington and knocked on the door without appointment to meet the professor and chairman of the Department of Neurosurgery. And I walked in speaking English with thick accent. I could not even understand him and he could not understand me. How bad it was. And I said to him, I would like to have a job here. He looked at me. Who are you? I'm a neurosurgeon from Thailand. Where is the paperwork? Can I see your license? I don't have. You have any recommendation? No, I don't have any letter of recommendation. But I want to have a job here. Two weeks later, his manager called me. Come back. In July, we took you. You got a job. Is that the grace of God? No paper? No letter of recommendation. Speaking English with thick accent. Why? Because all those years, I never missed God. I sought the Lord every single week. I never missed church. I never missed Bible study. I always want to serve the Lord and live my life for the kingdom. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. All these promises, I'm going to read many promises to show you that He is your source. Make Him happy. Please Him. Repent. Serve Him. Build the kingdom. Don't be goofy. If you know you're doing something wrong, repent right away. Don't play around. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God will meet all of your need if you live for the kingdom and you love Him. How many people want God to answer your prayer? Matthew seven eleven. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? If you live for God and you ask Him, he will answer you. He will not just answer the big thing, little things. Pastor Da and I, 
the second day in Hawaii, we want to eat pho. We have one pho restaurant there that we like very much, and we always go to that pho restaurant. The name of the restaurant called Pho Saigon. I remember the name Pho Saigon. I even remember the street and how it looked like. So on the second day in Hawaii, we drove to Pho Saigon. We walked there. Pho Saigon is gone. It was closed. We were sad, but we did not want to give up. We just want to eat pho. No if and or but. I pray right away. God, I need to find another pho restaurant that is good. This is like in the Chinatown in Honolulu. I walk away from that area, and pray God. I need to know a good pho restaurant. Can you imagine? I was standing there, and somebody come and greet, talk to me in Thai. In America, in Honolulu, how did he know that I speak Thai? Because I look like Japanese. <laughs> he talked to me in Thai, and he said to me, "What are you looking for?" I say, "I look for pho restaurant." He say, "It's a new restaurant, so good. Turn left, turn right, and you're gonna be there." And this is the name. And I walked there, and I found another pho restaurant. And I look back; he was gone. I believe God sent an angel to talk to me. How in the world in Honolulu somebody speak to me in Thai? Don't even know that I am a Thai man. It's a supernatural thing. God took care of my desire to eat pho. He answered my prayer. Psalm 35 verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause, and let them. I hope that people can say like that to you, that God give you favor because of your righteous act and righteous lifestyle, and let them say continually, "Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant." What God promised us here, He is pleased to give prosperity to. Those who serve Him, I hope that you don't just come here to warm the seat and criticize the church and hop from church to church. I'm going to find the perfect church. You will not find a perfect church. I can guarantee. No, there's no perfect church. But the key is where does God call you to be? And when you get there, you know this is my home. This is my family. Don't just warm the seat. Serve. Get involved. Because God said that I take pleasure in giving prosperity to my servant. Can you call yourself a servant of God, or you are the pew warmer, or you just Sunday Christians? Are you serving the Lord? God does not say I take pleasure. In the prosperity of churchgoer or pew warmer, he say, "I take pleasure in the prosperity of my servant." I was so blessed to see Carol to serve in the autumn festival there. I was so blessed to see you start to serve the Lord. When I look around to see people serve, the Holy Spirit in me rejoices. Wow, they don't just come to church; they don't. They are not just partaker or consumer. They are giver. They give their time. They give their energy. And God say, "I will take care of you. I take care of your finances. I take care of your needs because you serve me. Because you are on fire for me. You are faithful to me." In Second Corinthians nine eight to nine, I read a while ago, and God is able to make all grace. How many people want the grace of God? I want the grace of God. Abound to you, 
so that having all sufficiency, this is talking about amount, how much we have, more than enough, in all things, talking about what kind of things, in everything, health, traveling, everything, family, needs, in all things, at all times, anytime, anywhere, you will have more than enough. You may abound in every good work, so that you can do so much good work for people, because you live your life for the kingdom. Amen. You want to serve people. You want to be the blessing to people. You're on fire for God, as it is written. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Change the word "he" to your name. He, David, Jong, has distributed freely. Thai has given to the poor. Her righteousness endures forever. This should be our lifestyle. When we love God, He will give us grace to have all sufficiency to do every good things. He will provide for us. He will take care of our business, take care of our income, take care of our going and coming, traveling, everything. He will take care of us in everything we do. In this vacation, I went with a few people, and there is a comment in the car: "Can I have Pastor Lau and Pastor Da in our car everywhere we go?" And I asked why. Because everywhere, when our car park, the parking spot opened right away. <laughs> I'm serious. When we drove into the shopping mall, boom! Somebody pull out and we park there, and we don't have to park far away. Every single time, the parking spot came up. Why? Because God provide all of my need, including parking spot. He is good. That's why I love him. That's why I serve him. That's why I don't want to be lukewarm. I want to be on fire for God. He takes care of every single detail. Amen. Amen. Even when we want to see turtle, <laughs> normally turtle you don't see in the winter time like this or the fall time. In the car being, we were driving to North Shore, and we pray in the car, God, we want to see turtle, which is unusual. For this season, because the wave so strong for the serving the people who serve her, we drove up and saw a lot of people standing on the beach. So we parked the car right away. We walked down. Ooh, big turtle, but this big, <laughs> sitting there. Look at us, <laughs> and go back to sleep. Wow, God answer our prayer. God takes care of every single detail. Amen. Genesis twelve two to three. I will make you. I hope you mean you, a great nation. I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. You shall not be a beggar. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth. Shall be blessed. This blessing belongs to people who have faith and walk with God faithfully, like Abraham. Choose God first. He promised the blessing upon people who walk with the Lord faithfully. If you're gonna tell me to backslide, I say to you, it's too late. No one can make me backslide because I know. It's better to walk with God. God is my source. God is the one who's gonna bless me, take care of me, give me grace, give me all sufficiency in all things at all times. I'm gonna follow God all the days of my life. If God corrected me something, I'm gonna repent right away. I will stay humble all the days of my life. That can anybody can come and talk to me and correct me. I will be humble to learn from him. If I do something wrong in the ministry, correct me, please, God. I'm gonna change. 
I'm not going to play around. I'm not going to be goofy. I want to be obedient child of God. I want to repent as soon as possible. Amen. James chapter one verse seventeen. I read all this promise to show you that God is the source of your life. Every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all, that gives light, and in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting or shadow cast by His turning. As in an eclipse, every good gifts come from God. Everyone say every perfect and good gift comes from above. Who should you please? Who you want to care the most? Who do you want to live for? You want a good gift from Him? I want a good gift from Him. I don't want to have a spank, a rod. I want the gift, good gift. So what should I do? Faithfully walk with God, please God, repent, serve Him, build His kingdom, preach the gospel, make disciple, and help people to grow and love Jesus more. A few days ago, I got the message. From foreign land, that pastor, I just accidentally got into your tube. I was not a believer. Initially, I didn't want to listen to you because you are a preacher, but I turned it on anyway, and I listened, and I could not stop. So I end up listening to four sermon, and now I want to give my life to God. What should I do? And now I'm addicted to your sermon. Why I produce all this sermon? For Jesus, for more souls to come to Jesus, for more people to go to heaven with me. Why do I do that? Because I obey the great commission. Jesus said, "Go and preach the gospel to all the nations." Thank God for the YouTube. Thank God for the internet. Now I can preach the gospel to many nations. I'm so thankful I cannot go to Cambodia to preach to the nations. Amen. I want to please my God. When God say go to preach to the world, I'm gonna do it. I want to do everything God say. I want to be an obedient child. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. All these promises from the source of our life. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster, plans to give you a future filled with hope. I have learned that when I follow God, I love Him, please Him, walk with Jesus. He's gonna lead me to the right place at the right time, meet the right people. I will walk into the open doors to make me go to the next level. When I walk with God, His favor will touch my life and push me to the next level, and I will step into the right place, into the blessing, because He is the good God. He has a good plan for my life. He sent me to meet good people. Amazing! It's wonderful to love Him, be faithful to Him, and repent every single day. I want to keep my eyes on Him. I want to live my life for Him. I want to trust Him because He's the best source of my life. That's the first reason. The second reason: Why have I faithfully walked with God? Second reason: I want to store up treasures in heaven. Matthew six nineteen to twenty one. Don't store up treasures here on earth. Where moths eat them, and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal, store your treasures in heaven. Is heaven real? Okay. How many people believe Jesus died for you so that you can go to heaven? How many people believe you will go to heaven one day? If you don't raise hand, what do you mean? 
Do you believe in heaven? Okay. You think you're going to be in heaven? Where moth and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will also be. Where is your heart? I hope it's not on the material things of this world. The material things are going to be gone one day. When you die one day, you will not take even one penny with you. Parents, I want to encourage you. Bless your children while they can still say thank to you. Don't hoard everything and say, children, I don't want to give to you. I'm going to enjoy my money. And after you die, it will go to them anyway. And by that time, they will stand in front of your coffin. Daddy, thank you. Now you're gone. Ha, ha, ha. No. Give to them when they are alive. So they can come to you and love you and know that you are generous to them. Amen. We want to bless our children. God bless us, we bless them. Don't be stingy to our children. Don't be stingy to people around us. Material is going to be gone one day. But what should we do? We should store up treasures in heaven. And no one can steal from you. My mansion and her mansion, no one can destroy. Your mansion, no one can destroy. Amen? Next Sunday, I'm going to show you testimony from a young boy, eight years old, who had a vision. He died and went to heaven. It's in English. He was speaking English. And he went to heaven. He came back and he repented. He stopped playing games and stopped doing this. He started to go to church and started to get involved in the church after he went to see heaven in his dream, in his vision. It's amazing. My dear brothers and sisters, you have limited time on earth to store up treasures in heaven. Once you finish breathing here, boom, you die. The opportunity is gone. Then whatever you get in heaven is there and you cannot increase anymore. But why you still have the heartbeat? You're still breathing. Why don't you keep sending material? Sending material, sending your account up to heaven and store up treasures in heaven. Amen? Don't waste your time. Live your life for God. Revelation 22, 11 to 12. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. It means that your choice, if you want to continue to be goofy and live your life selfishly, it's up to you. If you want to steal money from God in tithe and offering, it's up to you. You keep doing it. That's okay. It's your choice. Let the one who is wild continue to be wild. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. Look, now God say. Okay? You are responsible for your own action, responsible for your own decision, what kind of life you want to live. It's up to you. No one can force you. Pass allow cannot force you. Look, I am coming back soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. If you goofy, if you live a life selfishly, stealing, cheating, committing adultery, whatever you do, He's going to come back and repay you. The word reward doesn't mean only give good things. You're going to face judgment, meaning that you will not have rewards in heaven. But if you live your life fully for God, He's going to repay you. He's going to reward you. Life after death is real. Heaven is real. Please, don't just keep your eyes on the things on earth here. Think about your future in heaven. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. Therefore, I am ready to persevere. 
You know, when you serve God, you live for God, you serve in the church, you get involved in the ministry, you sometimes bite the bullet to do something for God because it's so hard for you, but you are willing to do it for Him. You stand my ground with patience and endure everything for the sake of the elect, God-chosen people, so that they too may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, with the reward of eternal glory. The reason I preach so hard in this church, I never compromise. If you notice one thing, my preaching is quite strong. I'm not playing game around here. Because I want to do what Paul says here. I want to make sure that you are not just saved and go to heaven. I want to make sure you have eternal reward of glory. To be saved is one thing. Oh yeah, God healed me. My sin is forgiven, but I cannot stay goofy around. But when that person goes to heaven, nothing. Live in a shaky home. I don't want that. I want members that God put under my care. Not just only be saved, but when you go to heaven, you will see your mansion. You see the crown on your head. You have the glory of God. You say, thank you, Pastor Lau, that you preached so hard on me so I can repent and I can live the right kind of life. Thank you, Pastor Lau. You're not compromising the message. You're not letting me waste my time on earth here and go to heaven and, oops, oh, I didn't do anything for God. I just come to eat free pizza, <laughs> eat free food, and walk out of the church and live my own life. I just come to church to look for women, look for job, and look for pizza and good food. Yes, you're saved because you believe in Jesus. Jesus is so gracious. He will forgive you. and You go to heaven, but you have no rewards in heaven. I, I'm not fair to you as a pastor if I don't speak the truth like this. Because I'm hurting you without telling you, you don't just live for yourself. You live for God. I want to be fair to you. Amen? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 8. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us. Can anyone escape? Will we stand before Jesus' throne, the judgment seat of Christ? Will we? Can you run away? Can you say, I hide behind some chair? Jesus cannot see me. We all going to stand before Jesus. Look at his eyes, eyes to eyes. And he say, good and faithful servant there. I will reward you for the good you do, whether you are slave or free, Chinese or Taiwanese, Indonesian or Cambodian or Americans or Laotian. No matter who you are, Filipino too, <laughs> you will be rewarded according to what you have done on earth. Are you ready? Are you going to waste your time? This is serious. I want you to be rewarded by the Lord. Live your life for the kingdom. Be on fire for God. Seeking the Lord. Don't be, please, playing around. Wasting your time away. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 to 10. I need to continue next Sunday because I have so many scriptures later on. So whether we are here in this body, listen carefully, whether we are here in this body or away from the body, mean died, our goal is to please Him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We all can stand before Jesus Christ. You can hide in your bedroom and watch pornography. The pastor doesn't know. You can write the tithing check and you say, I'm going to cheat God this month. No one knows. Pastor doesn't know that I give only 1%, not 10%. You can do anything behind the scene that no one knows. 
but who knows? God. Is your goal to please God? So quiet in this room. Is your goal to please God? Are you going to stand before Him one day? Can you look at His eyes? No one. <laughs> one of the things that I can discern people's spirit when they come to church. For what reasons? Some people come to church for look for a girl. Some people come to church to look for money. Some people come to church just to look for social club. I know I'm strong. Do you know how can I tell? Easy. When I walk by and they try to walk away from me, and they don't look at my eyes. When I walk by somebody and they're like this right away, I know right away this guy doesn't come to church for good reason. They don't even look at my eyes. I try to go say hi because they know that their motives are wrong. They dare not look at a senior pastor's eyes because I am the shepherd. I'm protecting my flock. I'm gonna look at your eyes. Why you're here? Do you have any hidden agenda to destroy anybody here? I'm that kind of shepherd. Unfortunately, I don't use taekwondo. <clears throat> For we must all stand before Christ. We're gonna stand before Him one day and look at His eyes. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. God is just. He will pay you back, treat you according to what you have done on earth. For me, I have the fear of God. On that day when I stand before Jesus, I want Him to look at my eyes and smile. Wow, I'm proud of King David already. This is what I like to hear from Jesus. I'm proud of King David. I'm proud of Joseph. I'm proud of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm proud of Paul and Timothy. But Mom, my nickname, Mom, you know, you're not less than them. You're such a godly man. You are my servant. I'm so proud of you. You are real gem, real diamond. You're not fakey. You're not fakey Louis Vuitton, or Chanel, or Hermes. You're the real one. Or Kate Spade. You're the real Kate Spade, real one. I'm so proud of you. My goal is to one day stand before Jesus. I know God loved King David so much. I know God loved Abraham and Paul so much. They are special servant of God. I want to be that type. One day when I stand before Jesus, He gonna put the crown of glory in my head and say, "You are real man of God." You are not fakey one. You do what you preach. You preach A, you do A. You preach B, you do B. You are not goofy. You are not just a speaker, but you do what you say. Ouch! Colossians three, and I will continue next Sunday. And many people may try to avoid me next Sunday now. <laughs> Colossians three one to two. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Thank God that we have a nice house to live in. Thank God we have a nice car. Thank God, many of us immigrated from Asian country, Indonesia, 
Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, Laos to live in this wonderful world. I want to really honor America. America is the best country in the world. I'm serious. The best country to live in the world. I'm so thankful I live in America right now. The best country. I travel to Europe, too many countries. This is the best country to live in. Are you thankful? I'm so thankful to have a good job at my office to be a neurosurgeon. I'm thankful for this building. I'm thankful for all of you here. I'm thankful that I can travel to Hawaii for vacation. But I'm not going to keep my eyes on these things because they are temporary. I live on this earth. The longest I will live is 120 years. Pastor Dao always say to me, do I need to take care of 120 years? <laughs> no, we're going to believe that when we reach to that age, our knees too strong. Our backs too strong. We still have sharp mind. We don't have to depend on anybody to take care of us that much. We will not be Alzheimer's patient. We're going to be strong because we live in the presence of God because we welcome the glory of the Lord. The life of God is in us. Like Moses, 120 years he died and he was still strong. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. But we are here only temporarily. One day we're going to be there for eternity. Keep your eyes on eternal things. Start to store up treasures in heaven by living your life for God, loving God, serving God, repenting. Become the right person. Now, there are two things you do in your life here. Be and do. Sometimes we emphasize about Oh, I have more members. Uh, my, my ministry is so fruitful. Oh, look at my ministry. That's just about do. Thank God we need to be fruitful. We need to do. We need to bring more soul in. But don't forget another part. We have to be like Jesus Christ. We need to have a holy life, maturity, character that reveal Jesus. To be like Jesus and to do like Jesus. And if you can do both, your rewards in heaven will be full. You're going to have a big mansion in heaven. Amen? I myself love waterfront. I love to live in a waterfront home. I admit to you, all of my doctor's friends live in a waterfront home. I gave it up so that I can have more money to travel instead of paying the tax to the government too much. So I bought a cheaper house to live without waterfront so I have some leftover money to do the mission. But I know God knows my heart. I want to have both Mount Rainier in front of me and the waterfront. <laughs> my mansion, Father, please. I will have both mountains with snow on top I want to see like the Alps and the Mount Rainier and at the same time beautiful green and also blue water. Even though I see snow up there but the atmosphere is going to be like Hawaii. <laughs> the paradise. I believe my mansion is going to be like that. Because I spend my life on earth for the kingdom of God. And I love God so much. I want to become more like Jesus. I want to live for Jesus. I want to build the kingdom of God. It's worth it. Amen? Amen? So we continue next Sunday. This is just half of the second one. I continue to read. So number one, God, why we should please him. He is the best source of your life. Not man. Not your husband. Not your wife. Man can desert you, can dump you, and get another woman. But God will never desert you, and He is your source. He will help you. He will take care of you if you live your life for the kingdom. Two, you want to store up treasures in heaven. 
Life is too short to play around. I will continue to read many scripture next Sunday about rewards in heaven, and then I will go to the third one. The third one gonna be good too. Why I want to live my life for God. The third reason I will tell you next Sunday. Amen. Amen. So don't miss church. Okay, <laughs> Hallelujah, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn from your Scripture the promises of God for those who seek Him, for those who have faith and walk with you faithfully and royally, and Lord, with a right heart and never give up. Always seek you first, repent easily, do the right things in your eyes. Make you smile, make you happy, Lord. You are the only person on earth that we want to please. Yes, I know, Lord. When we please you, we will please our wife, our husband, and our children. Please our brother and sister. But because you are the motivation on the inside of us, Lord, to do the right thing. To be the right kind of people, to be mature, to watch our words, our mouth, what we say, to watch our motive, watch our attitudes, what we do. Lord, we want to live a life that glorifies Your name. Make Jesus' name lifted up before men, before people around us. Lord, we want to live a life that when people come into contact with us, they will say, "God is good, God is righteous, God is merciful, God is generous." We want to represent you on this earth, Father. Oh Lord, you are the best source of our life for everything that we need, and you're not just the best source; you are the generous, more than enough source. That we can have all sufficiency in all things at all times, so that we can do every good work for you on this earth. And Father, we believe with all our heart that as we walk with you faithfully, serve you, live for you, Lord, we are sending materials to heaven to build the mansion for us, Lord. And we're gonna have. The crowd of righteousness and the crowd of glory. We're gonna have honor in heaven. One day when we meet you, Jesus, at the judgment seat of Christ, you can look at the eyes of the members of New Hope and the members of the churches that we take care of. You are good and faithful servant. I give you five minas. And you produce it to have another five. I give you two minas, and you produce another two. I'm gonna give you more. You're gonna rule over ten cities, five cities. You're gonna have authority in heaven because you have used everything that I give you to build a kingdom, to multiply. Lord, help us not to love the material things in this world. We cannot bring even one penny with us, Lord. Help us to love you and seek for the things above. Help us to keep our eyes on the things above, that we will live our life in such a way that we prepare. Ourselves to meet you. We don't know we will have tomorrow. We don't know when the heart will stop beating. But when that day comes, we are ready to be taken to heaven by your angel and to meet you, Lord. Oh Lord, may this sermon remind all of us of the eternal value, Lord. Speak to your people, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name 
of Jesus Christ. If God spoke to you through this sermon, and you say that I want to make a prayer of commitment that you, I will not be lukewarm, I will not backslide, I will follow God. Serve Him all the days of my life. You want to make that prayer? Stand up at your seat, and I will lead you to pray the prayer of commitment. Follow my prayer. We're going to speak to God together. Father in heaven, I make a commitment. I make a covenant with you, just like Abraham made covenant with you. I will follow you, serve you, please you, obey you all the days of my life. I will repent quickly. I will not play game. I will not be goofy. I will not be a hypocrite. I will follow you and build your kingdom. Seek your kingdom first. All the days of my life, until I will meet you in paradise. Oh Lord. Thank you so much for being my source, my provider, my everything. I believe as I seek you, you will take care of me. You will meet my needs. I will have all sufficiency in all things at all times. And my mansion in heaven, my rewards in heaven, shall be marvelous. Elegance shall be so good. I will live for eternity with the glory of God. With you, Lord, I promise you, Lord, I will keep my eyes. On the things above, thank you, Lord. May you seal this promise by your Holy Spirit and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.
Yeah.